My name is Blake Huffine, and I'm the pastor here at the Movement Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope this message inspires you. hope it grows you closer to Jesus Christ. So let's jump right in and receive the message. Welcome to the Movement Church. Today we're going to be talking about the feeling of the Holy Ghost, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I am beyond thrilled, excited. I'm on fire to finally be talking about this with you guys today. So first let me just share my personal experience with this, and then we're going to jump into the scripture right behind it. Uh, so early in my Christian walk, in my walk as being a born-again believer, um, I remember studying where Paul talked about uh, earnestly desiring spiritual gifts. Uh, most to desire to prophesy the most, but to earnestly desire spiritual gifts. And um, it seemed like God was just hovering over this section, over this topic in my life. It was, um, it was like he was leading me further into something there. And so, in, in meanwhile, in this time frame, I was doing my studies, I was uh, doing my classes, writing my papers throughout the Bible, but it still seemed that like God was just hovering this section of, of Pentecost <clears throat> and, um, you know, just the Holy Spirit and the gifts and those things. Um, and so, I began to fast and pray for months on and off about um, just trying to receive a, a drop, Right, just a, a drip of an ounce of revelation on what God was trying to show me here, and then it finally came. A friend of mine took me to Texas to try out some churches down there, and while I was down there, um, I, I met a missionary who asked me a very biblical question. Now, I was talking to her about, um, you know, scripture that I like. We were sharing scripture. And I was talking about how God had called me into the ministry and that I needed prayer, I needed guidance, courage, just strength, um, just really above all guidance. And she asked me a biblical question, a very biblical question. Have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? And I said, oh yeah. You know, I said, yeah, I've been baptized, I believe, I read my Bible, I go to church. And she said, no, 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 like, have you been filled with the Holy Spirit? Had you, did you have a point that you were filled with the Holy Spirit? And I said, um, and I started questioning. I started thinking. My friend said, oh, yeah, you, you've got the Holy Spirit. You're saved. You're, you're, you're saved. You have the Holy Spirit. And she said, she started asking me about spiritual gifts. And I was like, I don't really know. And uh, I, I, I felt... God was leading me somewhere. It was like this puzzle piece was starting to come together with where he'd been resting. And then this moment, it was like the puzzle pieces were starting together. And I started being, um, I started getting really curious. And I said, I don't think so. I don't think so. And um, I said, well, how does one get this? How do you, how do you get this? And she said, well, you can have it whenever you're ready. And I said, okay, well, I want it. She goes, okay, well, whenever you're ready to have it, you can have it. And I said, well, I want it right now. I want this right now if this is real. She said, okay, well, if you're ready now, you can have it now. And so we pulled chairs up and we got in a circle. We got, you know, gathered around and started praying. And uh, she laid hands on me and she was praying for me to receive the Holy Spirit, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to be baptized in the fire. And I became doubtful when I heard the baptism of the fire. I was like, what? I started doubting everything. And the craziest thing about this is I experienced the gift of the word of knowledge from her. She literally heard my prayer in my head to the Lord. 
I was praying to the Lord. I said, Lord, you know, if this is not of you, I'm not real sure what this is. And she said, you're in your thoughts. You're doubting whether this is of the Lord and he's trying to gift you. You need to receive this. And I said, okay. I mean, I mean, when someone's telling you your thoughts, I mean, I said, okay, I receive this. If this is of you, I receive this in Jesus name. I receive this Lord Jesus. And whenever I said that, I'm telling you the truth. I, it felt like I was being filled with water. I mean, it just felt like this living water was just filling me up. And it, it was an amazing feeling. I, I prayed in tongue for the first time in that moment. We're going to get into that later on. Um, but yeah, this this encounter I had changed me. It made me, I, I became so bold for the gospel. I literally was ready to run out into the streets in front of everybody and just start proclaiming the truth. I mean, I, I was, I had so much energy. I was fired up for the Lord. It was it, it was insane. I mean, I, it was literally insane. And so afterwards, went to a prayer garden. And the thing I wish that I had most, it was uh, someone there that knew more about it that could guide me a little bit more about what had just happened, what I had just encountered. Because as far as that moment, all I had was what little bit we had just talked about and then the encounter I had. So here I am, knowing it's of God, full of the Holy Spirit, but still yet not having much biblical revelation for what has just happened. And so I went to a prayer garden and, uh, you know, on my way back from San Antonio, we stopped at this prayer garden. And I, when I got up to the top, inside the cross, there was this plaque, this metal sign that literally explained biblically what had just happened. What I had just experienced was explained right there. And it, it was insane. And I, I, I felt the Spirit so close to me that, that night on that, in that garden. And uh, I'll never forget it. I'll literally never forget the closeness of God. So um, on that plaque, there was some biblical um, references that backed it up. So let's go into that a little bit tonight. And let's talk about um, where, uh, where it is in the scripture. So Acts chapter 19, this is what it says. Paul says to the disciples in Ephesus, he comes across some disciples in, in Ephesus, and this is what he says. He says, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Let me read that again. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And he said to them, no, we've not even heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said, into what then were you baptized? And they said, into John's baptism. And Paul says, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in him who was coming after him. That is in Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they began speaking with tongues and prophesying. They were in all about 12 men. <clears throat> now, you might argue, well, this is because they were following John and then it switched over to Jesus. And then they, okay, well, let me just rephrase this for you. Okay, because you need to grasp this if this is what you're thinking. Yes, they were in John's baptism, but they went into the, the baptism of the Lord Jesus, right? And then after he laid hands on them, they received the Holy Spirit. Okay, let's just, let's keep going because there's plenty. There's plenty. Acts chapter 8, Philip is in Samaria. Okay, he's delivering the gospel, right? And uh, 
there's you know signs happening. He's performing signs. He's casting out demons. The people are responding to the call of repentance. Okay, verses fourteen and seventeen, or fourteen through seventeen. This is what it says. Now, when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent them Peter and John. Okay, Samaria had received the word of God, not heard the word of God. They received it. Okay, they received it. They believed. All right. So they sent them Peter John, who came down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For he had not yet fallen upon any of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they began laying their hands on them, and they were receiving the Holy Spirit. So there's a moment where they believe, they're hopeful, and then they receive the Holy Spirit. There's a separate moment. Let's I've got more. I've got more. Let's go to the the very a very popular section of scripture here, the conversion of Saul. Okay? The conversion of Saul. Saul who who stood there and saw uh, Stephen the first martyr for Christ be murdered right there to be stoned. Saul was there <clears throat> and here here is Saul's conversion to become Paul who authors the majority of the New Testament here. So, this is his encounter. He's on his way to Damascus to go persecute to go persecute Christians. All right, to go, you know, to go and imprison them. And on his way, he encounters Jesus. Jesus has already ascended. Jesus appears, it blinds him, and he has to travel for three days. He has to uh, go and try to get, get, um, to get his sight regained. He has to go to Ananias for Ananias to lay hands on him, to pray for him to be healed, and for him to receive the Holy Spirit, to him, for him to receive his guidance. So uh, 17 through 19, Ananias departed and entered the house and after laying hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you were coming has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately there fell from something uh, fell from his eyes something like scales and he regained his sight and he got up and was baptized. He took food and was strengthened. So obviously he believed that Jesus Christ is Lord when he saw him appear in the sky after he had already after he's already been crucified. He's ascended to heaven and now he's encountered him on the road and Jesus asked him, why are you persecuting me on his way to persecute the Christians? Jesus asked him, why are you, why are you persecuting me? So Obviously, Paul believes in the Lord, and then when he gets to Ananias, Ananias lays hands on him, and he receives the Holy Spirit. So there's obviously a separate interaction that happens here, not only based on my personal experience, what I've seen other people's, many other people's personal experience, right in person received being filled and baptized in the Spirit. And then we see it in the Scripture that there are separate moments where people are saved and then filled with the Holy Spirit. It's, it's, it's very clear to me and that there is a separate moment where you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm not saying that every person that gets filled with the Holy Spirit has to speak in tongues. You know, speaking in tongues is not the sign. It is a sign of the Holy Spirit, but it's not the sign. We're going to talk about that next week. Um, but above all, there is a moment to where you are filled with the Holy Spirit separate from the point that you receive salvation when you believe. It's a separate moment. It's a gift, the gift of the Holy Ghost. Okay, so what is the requirement? What is the requirement for someone to get that feeling of the Holy Spirit? What is that, what is that requirement? Well, you have to have denied yourself. 
You have to have completely denied yourself and you're you're seeking out the will of God for your life. You you want to glorify God the most in your life. You want it to always you want it to all center around here. So here's the direction to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to get baptized in the Spirit, okay? Repent each and every one of you, be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will or you shall, as other translations say, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's that's what's required. Repent. Repent of your sins. Deny your flesh. Take up your cross and follow him. Literally, lay everything down for the Lord. If there's things in your life that you're holding on to and you're putting above him, you've not repented. Now, as you walk with Christ, you will be constantly repenting, undoing sins in your life, handing more over, becoming more holy, constantly being sanctified into Christ. But if you do not have that heart set when you come into Christ, thinking that you're just going to get forgiven on Sunday morning and live like the devil for the rest of the week and then come back. That's not how it works. You've not repented of your sins. When you repent of your sins, you're repenting of the ones that you know of, and then you're also repenting of the ones that are going to be revealed to you in your walk of holiness. You cannot, you can't, you know, see how close to sin you can get and still be forgiven. You know, well, is it a sin to do this? Is it a sin to do that? Well, why are you, are you trying to see how close to sin you can get without getting burnt? Are you trying to stick your hand into the fireplace to see how close you can get before it starts burning your hand? What are you trying to do? Repent. Be ready. Be willing to lay down whatever it is that God reveals to you that you need to remove from your life. you got to be in that place of repentance. Not the place of repentance, well, it's not in the Ten Commandments so I can do it. You need to have that mindset of whatever God reveals to me, whatever God wants me to lay down. Right? The rich young the rich young ruler that Jesus encountered. Have you kept this law? Have you kept this law? Oh yeah, oh yeah, I've kept all these laws. And then Jesus says, Well then sell everything you got and give it to the poor. Give everything to the poor. He couldn't do it. You're not without sin. You have to continuously strive for holiness, continuously be willing to lay this stuff down. Repent. Be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and then you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Right? You lay it down. And then you open yourself up. You have to clear this trash out of you to make room for God to be inside of you. I hear people say, well, you know, well, the, the gifts of the Spirit, the filling of the Holy Spirit like that was only for the first the first uh, church. It was for the first generation of Christians. It's not for today. There's, there's not, you don't need those gifts. You don't need all those things. You don't need to, you know, okay, let me explain this to you as I've explained before. The power of the Holy Spirit is for the purpose, okay? If you're not walking in the purpose, you're not going to receive or experience the power of the Holy Spirit. If you're not living a holy life, what makes you think you're going to be able to pray in a heavenly language? If you're living in a life that represents hell, what makes you think you're going to be able to speak a heavenly language? Come on, guys. You have got to be living a life that reflects the kingdom that you're trying to go to. 
Okay, if you're saved, if you've given your life to Christ, you are of the kingdom of God. You are to live under the rules and under the regulations of that kingdom. You're choosing to go there. You're not being forced to go there. You're supposed to be wanting what heaven has to offer. You're supposed to live under the requirements, under the circumstances of heaven on earth. The kingdom of God has come upon you. What do you think that means? You live in the kingdom. You are an ambassador of Christ representing the nation that you are now from. You are now a citizen of heaven. You are to live under the requirements and of the, of the, of the lifestyle of someone of that, na of that nation, of that kingdom. You can't live like the kingdom here if you're going to the kingdom up there. I hope this makes sense to you because it is clear, crystal clear to me, the leading of the Spirit and what He is calling His people to do. Why in the world uh, would, would grace cancel out uh, the justice of God, the, the, the sovereignty of God, right? They say, well, God's merciful. Yeah, but the mercy does not cross out the justice. He's a just God and he's a merciful God. He's both. They don't cancel each other out, right? All that wrath, all that justice has to go somewhere. So you need to cast your sins onto the cross. And by doing that, you're saying, I'm not going to do them no more. Not that because I've got the cross, I can keep doing it. That's not by no means. Shall we sin because of the... No, by no means. So that grace may more about... No, by no means. We do not... We are to leave that sinful life and then allow us, and, and that's the biggest part of the Holy Spirit. He literally is, it's God inside of you, right? Jesus said, you're going to do greater things. It's better for me to go. People say, I wish I could have lived when Jesus was on. Jesus said, it's better that he goes so we have the Holy Spirit. What? That's, that's wild. That is what our Lord said. And that is truth. If he said it, it is truth. The instruction to be filled with the Holy Spirit to help you live that holy life because you can't do it on your own. You got to have God's help. It's because of God we're even able to be forgiven. We have to have God's help to live that holy life, to be like Christ, to be like our teacher, for the disciple to become like his teacher. We have to have the Holy Spirit. You need that feeling. And you may be thinking, well, I've, you know, I've followed Christ my whole life you know, without that. I don't need that. Well, you're not going to think you need something you've been taught you don't need. I mean, it's simple enough. If you've been taught you don't need it and you're, you, you've, you've been trained in your life, then you're not going to think you need it. But I'm telling you right now, it's a life-changing moment when you allow yourself to be filled with the Spirit and hand this body over to be the true temple of God, the true dwelling place of God. This is what verse 39 of chapter 2 in the book of Acts, it says, For the promise is for you, the promise is for you and your children and for all those who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call to himself. <clears throat> you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you. You might say, well, that was just for the first church. Well, their children and for all who are far off. This is for you guys. This is for everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord, gives their life over to him, repents of their sins, gets baptized, and is ready and is willing to receive the Holy Spirit. Now, the great thing about the power of God 
is that the Bible says freely you are given, so freely you give. Freely you've received, so you freely you give. So as I've received the Holy Spirit, now you can receive the Holy Spirit. I can pray for you to receive the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> so I just want you to take this moment. I'm going to pray for you to receive the Holy Spirit, for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I want you just to, just to absorb this. Let God move in your life. Let God change how you interact with Him. How Allow Him just to dwell inside of you. And, and if you already are filled with the Holy Spirit, awesome. Take this moment to get a fresh feeling, right? There's a feeling moment, and then there's a moment where you keep getting refilled. I'm constantly being filled by the Holy Spirit over and over again, right? So just allow this moment just to anoint you. I'm going to take a moment just to pray for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Whether you've never experienced it before or whether you have, just take this moment to just uh, encounter the presence of God, to just be filled with the Spirit. Father, I thank you for your mercy and for your goodness in our life. Lord, I thank you for the revelation that you continuously provide through your Word. So in this moment, in the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. And we ask that you would pour it out upon all who are ready to receive it. I pray for a filling of the Holy Spirit. Father, among all those who are just have their hearts ready to receive it, have their, have their whole entire life ready to absorb you and your leading, Lord, your guidance, I pray for that feeling to come upon all who are willing to receive it. We're going to give praise and honor to the Lord Jesus above all. And we thank you for everything that you've done and continuously do in our life. We thank you for your, your consistency and your presence. How you never let down what your word says. So we're going to give all praise, honor, and glory to you forever and ever. Amen. Enjoy the presence of God, guys. Be filled with the Spirit. Be continuously filled with the Spirit. Be sensitive to His voice, His leading. And continuously share the good news of the cross, the good news of Jesus. Receive the Spirit. Be bold for what you believe. He says if you Acknowledge me before man, I'll acknowledge you before the Father. Mm. Don't deny him. Be filled by him. Receive it. Thank you, guys. <laughs>